Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to the Lost Highway podcast, the podcast of all things Cosmic Country. My name is Daniel Donato, and this is episode 60, and I need a sip of Topo Chico. That's how I stay hydrated on this, on this, this highway. Uh, Brought to you by Osiris Media. Uh, This road needs a place to go. I want to share with you guys a concept that I've been thinking a lot about. Um, and talking about it here is going to help me kind of take these loose words and bring them together in a more um, close-knit fashion. Now, this is the difference between a vision and a goal. I think I have a propensity, and I'm, I'm noticing others, to get way too goal-hungry and not enough vision-oriented. Vision, to me, is a software in which you operate through life and with life um, in. So it's... I think it's constructed of values. And now I think we don't have complete say over these values, uh, i.e. hunger, shelter, uh, propagation of your gene pool, all kinds of things. Um, But I do think we have the luxury to choose certain values. And so therefore, I think you have a responsibility then when you have the luxury to choose values to know what values that you're interfacing with life through. Because... There are these things in life called moments, and that's all there ever is, is the present moment. And there is meaning in multiple, many, to be found in any given present moment. So what meaning are you looking for? That's going to be determined from your vision glasses, which have values that shape the frame. Um, Now, if people are telling you who to be and what to do on social media, or you're letting other people tell you what to do and what to be because you live in a place that, you know, especially in our society, that propagates a certain ideal that might not coincide with your natural strengths and identity, well, then you might feel lesser than, and you might not actually do all the work uh, to curate a vision that is really perfect for what you are, but you have this responsibility as like, as a human being to the universe uh, to, to see your vision, to try to see it, to construct it in a detailed way, and then uh, manifest it. Now, this sounds very woohoo. But I want to take it in a more simple way. I think it's actually quite a simple thing, a vision. And here's a value that Jerry Garcia had with his vision. I love this. We have a, I'm a person who leads a, a sort of limited existence. I, I play. And a lot of my time is devoted to practicing. And, and I'm focused and it's fairly singular. You know, I mean, that's what I do. I don't really do much else. And so in terms of what's available for me as experience, not too much. That's Jerry being honest and coming at it from a place of an artist, not an entertainer, because he understood that he was an artist and not an entertainer, and that those values and those two different archetypes, are they, they do vary slightly. Uh, he did both, but he really was an artist. And so I like that. I, I like this a lot because it... I have a hard time trusting in sometimes very simple uh, concepts, and yeah, I tend to make things a little bit too muddy and a little too complex, but Jerry, who was the best being at Jerry that he ever was, that there ever was, it was just like, there it is. There's part of his vision. There's one of the four most values of his vision was he plays, and that's what he does. And I very much so feel the same way. So I, I'm going to rest on that. I'm going to lean into that. Uh, I'm going to lean into the fact that a vision can actually be very ambitious and very large, but also very simple in nature. Uh, Be the best Daniel Donato.
play, play shows, uh, sell thousands of tickets. So we have a lot of energy and conscious energy to reach a high peak experience within the live music setting um, and, have, and have a family that loves me and be healthy and of um, relatively sober mind, not by New Testament standards, uh, up until as long as I can. And I think that's fair. Um, focus on your vision. Who are you? What are your discover the wonders of your own nature and, and, and talk with yourself every day about this and make sure that you are serving your vision because you have a real responsibility to fulfill your nature to the best degree possible. Uh, we're like a bunch of trees here on this earth. And if other trees are comparing themselves to other trees, they're not going to grow to be the tree they can be. All strong rhymes. Thank you to our friends Osiris. Thank you to our friends over at uh, Tobo Chico. And then I also want to uh, have a word from our sponsors here over at betterhelp.com. Online therapy is real and it really helps. Are you having issues of anxiety, depression? Are you just cloudy in your head a little? Are you having relationship problems? Are you having problems at home in the workplace? Is there something stopping you from feeling that your life is not 100%? Go to betterhelp.com slash lost highway and you're going to get 10% off because I want you to have a patient, persistent and present life and, and mindset to interface with this world because each moment, and that's all there ever is, is a moment, is a, is a real blessing and is potentially paradise in any given second. And I want you to be able to see that and feel that and work with that as often as possible. Um, very safe, very secure. Everyone's professional. Cannot recommend it enough. If you don't feel safe going into the office or you don't have enough time because you're a busy person, ambitious, you got a lot of plans, you can do it online, do it at home. Betterhelp.com slash lost highway for 10% off. Thank you. Vision versus goals, y'all. My next guest today is my dear friend Kyle Crownover, a singer, songwriter who has a brilliant and detailed voice in which he has just recently released some music that I very much so urge you to go and listen to. Um, his comedic takes on popular songs and memes of today are, uh, they'll literally stop you in your tracks and send it to whoever it is in your recent text thread. It's like, Kyle has these uh, comedic moments of genius, songwriting moments of genius, and he's also a very fantastic tour manager. He works with Tyler Childers and uh, other great artists. He co-hosts a podcast called Keekers and Ferg. And overall, he's a psychedelically and cosmically minded soul-searching individual in which we had to have a conversation. And this will not be the last one that The Lost Highway has, but this one is the first one. Ladies and gentlemen, none other than Mr. Kyle Crownover. Okay. Are you sure? Of course. Okay. I mean, I'll um, still partake. Good. You deserve partaking it. Partaking is the verb, by the way. It's like the verb. Yeah. It's like way better than smoke. It's way better than toke oh yeah way better it's way better than puff it's like it's the yeah. thing partake because it really is that it's partaking the transition of a state of consciousness into a different state of consciousness not better nor worse unless you're driving <laughs> um, <laughs> beautifully put yeah right do not do it and drive but yeah partaking joining with joining it with. and you it is in the yeah. moment yeah it beautiful. is the thing capital i Absolutely. Um, ice molds, E-Y-C-E. So. Shout out to Ice. Thank you for contributing to the cosmicness of this episode. Wow. Nice. So I was just telling you that story, but 
it needs to be a microphone where it was like we were doing this run in, in Denver, which I don't know the last time we went out to Denver, but like we went out there. It's uh, about three or four weeks ago. And we went into this smoke shop that was right next to this gas station that was right next to this Starbucks that was right next to this subway. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> it was a dispensary and it was um and it was like your total like archetypal dispensary, like cash only, like not organized, <laughs> like half drank, um like uh Baja blasts that were like all <laughs> melted out and like but you know, just like all of the data. Yeah. And it's it was actually kind of cool. And so we uh <clears throat> They have like this array of pipes, um, varying from ten dollars to a sizable investment. You know, and mm-hmm. that's like what your trip is. And uh, they had these really cool ones, these like silicone-based products. It's like, what are those? And the and the guy like was kind of aggressive. He's like, you don't know about ice, bro. <laughs> that was his response. Wow. Can you imagine? Like, you go on Amazon, and it's like, bro, you don't know about basil-scented GMO-free candles. You don't know, like, yeah. It's like, so I, I, you know, and I just played the game. I was like, actually, no, I, I don't know about these silicone-based um, cannabis <laughs> consumption products. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he fills me in on ice. And it's kind of cool. And so I, of course, didn't buy any because we, uh, we, we had some stuff already in our, in our um, travel case. But 10 minutes later, as we're heading into town to play at the Ogden Theater, I got an email and it was from ICE. It was like from those, like the founder of ICE. and. Yeah. and they were like, oh, yeah, we love what you do. Can we send you some stuff? And so they sent me like this dab rig, which I have no idea how to use. I've never done dabs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've done it once, but that's just not a world I'm, I'm getting into yet. So you're not into dabs? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you that's said you a- haven't. I've, well, I've done dabs one time, but it was after, it was the second time I ever smoked weed with wow. someone who wasn't my dad. Wow. He was the first person I smoked weed with was my dad. That's so cool, man. That, that was a wild. Yeah, we just went and got sushi one day. And then we were going, to, I was going to play downtown at Roberts. Mm-hmm. My dad's like, you know, he was like, I, I think I should tell you something. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he was like, you know, I've been getting really high lately and coming to see you play. Because <laughs> we would go to dinner every Friday and then go watch, go to my gig. And I was noticing like a different change in my dad. And I was 19 at the time and I had just moved out. And uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, so what's the deal? He's like, well, I've just been getting high. Like, I, I stopped getting high when I met your mom. And we had your sister. Because I was already around when my parents met. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just didn't get high. He had to work three jobs and, like, hustle and, like, get to a place where he could. And he's like, you should try some. And it was a really nice moment. He's like, I think you're ready. Like, I, wow. uh, I think you're responsible enough to where you won't, you know. Which I wasn't. That's why I got let go from Robert's money. <laughs> he trusted in me anyway. But I ended up getting high and 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 with my dad and and sitting in like the Third Avenue parking garage, like listening to like <clears throat> Railroad Lady by Willie Nelson. Wow. And it was just like this, you know, very nice moment. Um, we went and played and it felt like I was flying. Wow. It was crazy because I was playing with this band that was like, um, everyone was at least twice my age. Um, some by a multiple of three, literally. Wow. And uh, they were just stone cold pros that were in it for the accuracy and the execution, not so much the exploration. Mm-hmm. And so I had the accuracy, like execution muscles down. 
but like the exploration muscle I also had because yeah. I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like this amazing moment <clears throat> where it's like, and there was one time I really did fuck up though. <laughs> it was like, it was That's like, what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is, that, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're good. yeah. Um, yeah. I would definitely have not have been as free as you were in that moment. I probably would have fucked up a lot, but I want to hear about the fuck up. It was this on this song called, um, I think it's like, actually, it's a really good song. Um, we're drinking wine, wine, wine. Wine, wine, wine. We're drinking wine, wine, wine. All day long, something like that. And then it was like this, just like rock and roll. Like, um, 50s, 60s, probably early 60s piano, like Fats Domino song. Yeah. And <clears throat> the first solo is one time around, and the second solo, was two times around, but the first solo, I went twice around. And then the third solo, like I went three or four times around. Yeah, like, you know, isn't it funny? Like the multiples of like, you know where it's going. And it's like, um, Don was so mad at me because I was so loud and I was so in my own world that the audience went with it and the band went with it. But it was so forced to where it was like I, I didn't have the um the bandwidth to be able to make that big of a call because I didn't have like executive call in mm-hmm. the musicality of the band. I was just this is your first first go with them, yeah, wasn't it? First time getting high, been playing um, with them for three years. Oh, okay, I got you, got you. So I knew the set in and out. Yeah, yeah. So did I never, he know you had smoked before? Yeah, well, that's when they could tell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sweat like I'm never Artie the drummer because uh. Artie came from. San Francisco, which was like, uh, he came from San Francisco or somewhere in California. I think he was San Francisco. Yeah. Cause we were talking about the, the coffee shops and like little folky hangs that he used to frequent in like Palo Alto. And there would be like Robert Hunter and yeah. Jerry Garcia. And then like, um, like he, he had seen these guys and he had gone to like the source cafe, which was the place that started like that weird cult um and so he had been a very like explorative musician and um in terms of psychedelia and he knew like that i was high and he called me out but he was long sober um from like exploring that way on the stage again because he was like you know 64 years old or something at the time and he's like daniel you're high as balls (laughs) and then don who never ever according to his testimony which i I presently would take to the bank, mm-hmm. uh, consumed a single drop or uh, air molecule of, uh, of a substance that was um, consciously alterating in any nature. Wow. Aside from caffeine and um, terrible foods. Uh, bologna you know. sandwiches. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> he loved like terrible coffee. Oh, wow. He like loved like Robert's coffee. It was mm-hmm. crazy. But he didn't process it at the time. But he he definitely hated partaking on okay. a moral level. And incorporating that in the workplace was just like, you don't do that. Yeah. Like, you don't fucking do that. And so, uh, you know, it happened and the moment passed. And uh, there it is. Nice. <laughs> well, that's awesome, dude. That's funny. One of the first episodes I think I heard you do of this was talking about 
accidentally eating mushrooms and then having to play a set. Oh my god. Which is another great story. I got fired from Roberts. Sadler Vaden got me this gig with this band called the Wild Feathers. And then that happened. But these guys, it was yin and yang. And it's like, I feel like if you look at life in some way as a teacher, Mm -hmm. as if it's like, if it's, it would only make sense that if you're starting to become aware of, of reoccurring thematic, like thematic values in your experiences, mm-hmm. then like why wouldn't the thing that perhaps is even like executively involved in the creation of your consciousness, is it also aware <laughs> of the themes, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. it would make sense that it understands. Absolutely. And so it's like, whatever it is understood that. Like, so like Don was nothing, like you don't do anything. Yeah. And then I went on tour with the Wild Feathers, this band I kind of, which you do is, as I'm getting older, I do this less and less, but like I'd projected all of these ideals onto these people I hadn't met before. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I get a chance to like be within their cosmic circle. And it was like, um, it was like very distorted in my view. And so they had a lot of like, um, they were dicks to me a lot and I didn't understand <laughs> like wh- why that was happening. It was mm. kind of like, if you're ever mean to a puppy, like it doesn't understand yeah, why you're being mean to it, but it like still adores you. Mm-hmm. Um, I really respected these guys because they wrote songs that connected with me and they like displayed musical philosophies in ways that I also connected to. Um, and that was all still true, but there were these like peripheral, um, personality, um, sources of friction that were that proved to be like, um, very intense for the for the experience of it all. And I was also in a weird relationship at the time that with this girl I loved and we were long distance and I was trying to bring her on the road and you don't bring someone on the road when you're in a, a literal bandwagon full of like 11 yeah. guys. <laughs> it was like, I just never It's did. a very fragile environment, yeah. As you know. Like, yeah. And we had no tour manager. 11 people and no tour manager. And different personalities, bro. Like each yeah. guy in that band is like a, a, a front man in their own right. Wow. And so it's like, it's not like a normal experience. And so yeah. anyway, uh, we were on any at level, this yeah. place in Milwaukee called The Rave. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been there? I don't think I've been to The Rave. Really? Mm-hmm. Where in Milwaukee have you worked? Because we're going up there soon. With I just Friday. saw five nights. Uh, four? Four nights. 21, 22, 23, 24. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah. Four nights. Congrats, man. That's going to be, for lack of a better word, cosmic. It's all cosmic. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Is that it's all cosmic if you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. It is like it's not mine. Like it's just something yeah. I'm seeing and I'm calling it. And your I think your ego wants to be like, I did that. Mine's not. I'm in that I'm I'm coming over that hill. Exactly. And yeah. I'm feeling like I'm riding downhill on a bike mm-hmm. and I'm not pedaling. Exactly. And it's dude. like, wait, this you're is in easy. the flow yeah. of the river, dude, and you're not fighting it. Wow. Yeah. Flow of the river and I'm not fighting it. Yeah, I mean, you can fight the current, but it's like taking you somewhere. I, I even read like, yeah, I recently read something about how like your prefrontal cortex isn't so much like making choices and deciding your story, but it's just observing things happening in your brain and then making meaning out of that and making meaning out of the things happening to you and just crafting this story and some people really buy into like their stories and think that they're in control of everything and doing everything and then there's other people that are like uh i'm aware i'm just being 
taken by some kind of creative force somewhere and I'm just going to follow that. In the thing with the latter philosophy that you just mentioned, like a positive aspect of it is the fact that that allows you to cope with this reality that it's not a thing where you're not going to tell yourself a story. Good luck with that practice. Oh, yeah. Like, good luck. Story is you are, all we have. It's words itself. You know, everything's... Story is all story. we have. But then we're saying, as well as what you're adding in the latter philosophy, is that you should also pledge and, like, serve the solemn responsibility of seeing that there's... In, in like, investing awareness in the fact that there is a it or that there is a other i don't even know what it is like there's another thing that's not your story there's that also, yeah that's yeah you know what i'm vibing on exactly it's yeah. whatever that force is that's just sustaining everything you know that's making cells constantly split and die and rebirth itself. Create total chaos on one level, and then on a more micro, macro scale, rather, is uh, it's a it's an asset that manifests uh, harmony on another level. Absolutely right. Like the very 100%. chaos that you have is a fuel for the harmony that is being had elsewhere presently. Exactly, and zoomed in, it can seem dissonant and chaotic like and it's you like said. well then it's like that's the concept of then forgetting more and more less forgetting more and more about just you mm. not just thinking about just you and thinking yeah. about here's the thing it's like you are many yous yes so i think enlightenment the word in like hindu teaching is seeing through the veil of separateness so it's seeing that we are all one and you know it's not really are you gonna say it's about to say it's trite it's cliche it's a meme is that what you're gonna say (laughs) no okay (laughs) because we were talking about those yesterday too and that was a fascinating i'll save that sorry i didn't mean to cut you oh no no, you're good i'm a dick (laughs) (laughs) we're the same same thing so i'm a dick too (laughs) it's all just dicks man Oh, it's a Louis C.K. joke now. <laughs> what a great recovery. Yeah. What a great, smart recovery of a career he had. Yeah. He moved to Europe. Definitely. And he doing... did the most American thing. He <laughs> <laughs> was taking shit elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then evolved from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I mean, that's, we, people change, people grow. And stopping, stop holding on to the fact that people change and uh, accept the fact that change is the constant. Absolutely. Right. So we are many, we, there is a veil of separateness. There is Seeing through that veil that we are separate. That's. The long veil of separateness. Oh yeah. We're definitely. I mean, I guess talking about stories, like we're like everything's a oh, you know, whole yeah. world is built on communication and absolutely data transfer, and it's all a story. Right. It is. I mean, and I think like stories, like color our entire existence. What we see as reality, the entire world. I mean, think about Americans. We're so invested in the story oh. of 
we give our time to this myth slash story of a corporation in exchange for this myth story of money that we ascribe value to. And then we give a big percent of that money to another myth story, which we call the United States government. So like, right. We don't think about it's a story that the stories that we've already buying, buying into and that are just part of the fabric fabric of what we think like existence is so many stories. It's all stories and some it's all a story. Absolutely. So anything that is a, um, a static portrayal of an identity and however vast of a threshold that may be, mm-hmm. that can be filed under stories. It's Absolute. all a story. Or myth, yeah. Or myth. Myth slash story. Or like, one word is it myth story. Because oh, myth story is... Is that a word? I don't know. Wow. I'll do Kanye West. I'm making my own language. Well, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Myth story. Myth story. Myth story. I was, that's what the genius of Kanye West is. Or part yeah. of it. Because I we can't comprehend it, but it's like the I fact know. that he can um, force change. Absolutely. In that way. Like he really commits to change. Yeah. Like in a way that's startling. Like, how does a human change like that? Like, that he changes so much, and he follows the power of that part of nature that I so don't to the same degree, and it bothers me in my spine, <laughs> and it makes me say I dislike him simply because I don't understand him. But he's actually like cooperating with a level of nature that is so present it affects all things with any form of intelligence or consciousness. Like plants, yeah. like everything changes. We don't get mad at the tree for losing its leaves and somehow saying fuck it, I'm growing leaves this month. And then like May starts and the leaves are back. Like, you know, of course, like chemically so many things are happening. Mm. It's like, we'll explain it with trees, but then like, why can't humans change in the same way? Well, Yep. I'd say because of stories they buy into or don't buy into about themselves and the world around them. Yeah, man, that really is the thing, bro. That really is the thing. Yes, I mean that is the thing right there. So this, so then, I like to bring it. I I don't know. I'm I'm starting to work with. I love dichotomies of two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that whole, um, oh, what's it called? Like the whole um. It's funny how this happens when you think, and you're on a wave, and you're really like improvising with somebody, and it's flowing, and then you forget of a riff forget a word uh-huh i forget the word i use it all the time you got oh, it. no. it's right there i know i know we're doing this in real time i'm like trying to queen's gambit like i'm looking at the <laughs> ceiling and i'm like where is it uh it's it's um it's um it's uh that guy who talks about bass adam neely on youtube okay adam neely talked about it i forget it oh wow, dude, I really just lost it. That's crazy. No, I know. Cause it's all good. Even on the sense I don't understand, yeah. you know, but yeah, it's like, Oh no. Internal world, external world here. So it's like, then you want to go to be like, well, how do you create your own internal worlds or how do you create your own? How do you pen and author your own stories is true to how you're inspired to do so internally. Because the thing that's weird is that it sounds like the way we live life then is that we make up stories and we exist in them. 
in some degree, right? Yes. And so it's not like and we it's not like we can stop that. And so then it's like, how am I creating my stories? And then like how many ghostwriters are there? And like how <sighs> many ghostwriters do you want? Wow. Yeah. And not referring to the folk layer, like the folk um literature of like how Grateful Dead is used, which mm. is essentially a, a soul that you had either helped that was a friend or someone you had helped and they're now a ghost and they're now helping you from another realm, yeah. which we see as a recurring theme in so many stories. And so oh, yeah. it's like not even considering the people that, you know, the morals that like your family is instilling you and they die, but you still operate and create a story based from the morals that they gave you, oh, whether yeah. good or probably fucked up for a lot of it. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, same here. But maybe it's yeah. fortunate because like all the suffering you experience and create your character to some degree is part of your resume that you bring Absolutely. to the table that and create stories with. Exactly. Oh, that helps man. other people change their stories with. And oh. yeah, not all stories are created equal, I guess you could say. I mean, some... Not all stories. Is that not one of the best first lines to a song? Let's do it. Yeah, we will. But yeah. No, we nice. Yeah, I mean, some stories work for some people and don't for others. Like, I guess you even could think of religion like that. Like, Christianity may be good for some people believing in that story, but it's not a good story to put us on the moon we need the myth or the story of like gravity and the theory of gravity we need those scientific stories to help accomplish certain things science is um it's based it's it's very foundation in essence is the fact that it the the bandwidth of the story has um like a great forgiveness in the fact that it's going to constantly change the story is always changing in science Absolutely. It's the world. It's an analysis of the world through an unchanging story or a constantly changing story. Sorry. Yeah. And yeah. Phenomenology. There's the word phenomenology. Nice. Yeah. And science itself is like a meaning making story that humans created. Oh my God. Which everything's a story, but like, Oh, so you have, Everything's a story, bro. Science and story, like, working together. So, like, science can teach you how to build something or how to tear something down. Science but can it, teach you how to build something and tear something down. But it yeah. can't teach you what to build or what to tear down. So that's where, like, myth and story comes into, It can't like, give you the vision. Exactly. Like, that's outside of what it, but we also how? need it we need them to work together science and, science story. and myth yeah science we need to myth. have you know if we are creating these stories can't we just tell a better story about ourselves and we humanity can. we but can what is better sorry did you say what is better yeah what does better mean it's one of those words like what does vibe mean oh you're exactly right yeah that word is a story. Mm-hmm. It all is, man. Wow. I love this. It's, we're really digging in. This is like, <laughs> this is this is a real one. Here's a question. And it's like, I'm looking at your Tyler, the creator. And yeah. it's like, 
I'm just thinking of him. And he's like, the very foundation that you're drawing from, like morally, I think, to live a life like that in some degree. I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm a dumbass. Um, Let it be known, yeah, both of us are dumbasses. But continue. Let it be felt, <laughs> please, too. They didn't pick up on it. Already. Know that yeah. you are smarter than us both. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> you listening, right. Um, so the artist is in a um, in an archetypal analysis has the same privilege, perhaps also a, a, a curse if they don't a prop if they don't properly um, incorporate it into their personality, which is the fact that if you do have the 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 same luxury that say the Joker has, which is um, you are existent in a very obscure way to the hierarchy of things. Yeah. Um, and your freedom of speech and freedom of X is uh, very wide because you're allowed to call it as you see it yeah. and you're allowed to frame things in, a, <clears throat> in, a, in your emotions in ways that and say things that haven't been said before, played before, done before. And it's like, why? That bar is really high and it keeps getting higher. And it's like, so that's what you have, like, have to be aware of that thing on your own level. Like the fact that your whole line of work is a story, but I guess it's that way for everybody. I don't know, but it's like, it's interesting, man. So most people probably don't even think about this ever. Most of us, yeah, I think are just going by and I don't know. I think suffering and the fact of, I wish I was different or I wish I had this or if I had this, I would feel this or be this. And it's just not the case, you know? Right, right, right. I wish I was this. Yeah, man. That's been like my whole 20s is like, if I had the publishing deal, then I would feel okay. But someone told you that story. Exactly. (laughs) And you liked it. So you told your own story. Where that was what was going to happen to me. And then... It doesn't happen to you. So you're not seeing things as they happen. You're trying to see the things you want to happen that are not happening and you're scared. And getting stuck on, yeah, of reality supposed to be being different. Because you know how reality should go. And that is the craziest thing to, yeah. Good thing you learned how reality should go by your 20s. (laughs) Great job, dude. You're a fucking geez. You don't need a publishing deal. You need to like just... I work with Jeff Bezos then, I guess. <laughs> Figured it all out. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you're good. But yeah, that's that's what I think most of us just, I think that's kind of where our suffering is coming from, of wanting this to be different than it is. But what it is, is good. And like you have the freedom to create and be and do whatever you want. And there's no... You don't have to wait for permission from anyone to... You don't have time to wait for permission because the only thing you have is the present moment. Exactly. And maybe the story you're telling yourself is that there is um, some life in a can on the top shelf yep. <laughs> waiting that that's going to has a long expiration date from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you don't know that actually. You don't. Because yeah. uh, you don't know where you came before this life. Exactly. So where's tomorrow going you don't know all you've Absolutely. ever had was today all there and that's is that's all is you this. will have until you have no now exactly and so holy fuck 
That's it, man. You just have to figure out how oh my to gosh. accept what is. And like you said, you're how to be in the flow and just realize you're a part of something so much bigger that's going somewhere where you can't really say for sure, but it's just constantly going. And, you know, you can fight the current or you can just go with it. As Terrence McKenna said, let go or be dragged, which is my f- one oh of my, my favorite quotes in life. Ooh. It was about taking large amounts of drugs, but oh, it whatever. can also, it's a story that can be applied to anything. Yeah. We let go or be drugs dragged. drugs is a story. Exactly. Um, you could also view it as taking, uh, you know, um, you know, literally um, working the muscle that is your consciousness. Absolutely. Uh, like what? crazy like oh drugs all right easy it's like the same thing we'll just make it feel bad because it's scary exactly the longer you don't go into the forest and you don't keep it as in you don't maintain it my friend matt king who bought me that turtle wow uh outside my room matt definitely is not listening because matt (laughs) lives out in fernville tennessee and uh his family has this multi-hundred year old property and we played july 4th on it and uh, it was the first time they had a concert there. And it wow. was a really symbolically a weird, weird cosmic evening, my friend. Um, in a lot of ways. And I wasn't even on mushrooms or anything. Just wow. was. Uh, but we went and did this, um, you know, like, it was like a $20,000 fireworks show. We were like, <clears throat> it was for like a party of 200, 300 people, the small town of Fernville, right? It's not a fair wow. view. And then uh, we went over to Matt's house, which is like, away from the big field on this property where they've never had a show before and we somehow made it happen. Uh, This is like after the fact, everyone's gone home and I'm there with Matt. We're talking about how all fireworks are made in China. So get over your patriotic virtue. (laughs) You're literally just just celebrating China. Yeah, like literally. We were talking about the packaging was so bad. Yeah. And like the, the vernacular was like, it's so on the head. It like, you realize just how literal life is. And it's, it was literally something like strong eagle, <laughs> strong eagle, like these, like, Whoa. like very, just so on the head. You can't even feel it. And so Matt, and we were out in his backyard shooting off these literal mortars, yeah. <laughs> like tied to an iPad. Like I was like on it, I was pressing a button on an iPad and these fireworks are going off. And then we're smoking this joint afterwards. And we're looking at his, at his forest and he just really, it was just one of those moments um, when you realize that the same thing that a song is or a, a whatever it is, is just um, you're the messenger, you're the arbiter of something that renders your audience presently. Mm. And so I was his audience and he said something to me that is to me the same DNA of a song, which was this word, this sentence. It was like um, living behind this forest he was talking about how he has to keep literally killing it um, at a rate to where it won't come and encroach in on his property. Cause there, if he lets it go for a week, there were like 10 variables and that wasn't even all of them Mm -hmm. of how nature was coming in to destroy his house. And so it's like this concept of nature is constantly trying to kill static things and absorb them. And then to create, 
more static things because it's an ultimate kinetic force. Wow. And it's like, so nature's trying to kill me and I have to kill it until I can't kill it no more. I think is what he said. Yep. And if you stop, it will kill you. Yeah. Like the, and the mycelium will come because you're, you're a carbon based life being mm -hmm. form and it will literally bring you back into this field and create something else out of you. And it's like the whole thing we're so attached to is the eye. Yeah. Like yeah, a blink of an eye. Wow. I've been trying to write that one. I can't. <laughs> it's like, it's because it's too on the head. That's really interesting. I heard. Uh, I'm sure it's already been written. But I can't find it. I think it was <clears throat> Chris Martin's Coldplay, right? Yeah. He was on Pete Holmes podcast recently and just talked about how he can't write on the head. Anything that's like too obvious or too there, like for some reason doesn't make and as so, good of a That's a the song. thing I felt with Nashville publishing, bro. I yeah. was thinking about when was the first time I felt embarrassed of a song? Because that wow. would have been the only time I um, would have thought that there was an attenuation that was necessary for my own personal rendering of inspiration in, in life. What you're trying to do with songs, like you would never think that there's a wrong way to do it because yeah. you received external data, right? So, do you remember yours? Well, no, but I negotiated with myself. I was like, this is the one I think I remember. Because <laughs> it's like, you don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. It's all a dream. Because you can't It's a recall. dream inside a dream. Yeah. Boy. So, uh, it was just, um, and I, I thanked him for it the other day. It was Russ Davidson. And he was trying to start this publishing house at the time. And I was 18. And again, I had thought that you needed a publishing deal. I thought that like I needed this. So like I established all this value when um, my grandfather introduced me to Russ. Mm -hmm. um, and I brought in some of my songs to Russ and he like hated them. He was like, I don't understand any of this. He's like, this has way too much poetry. Wow. You know, and it was like, and he was the guy, just so some, we have some context. Russ had the publishing on Aki Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, not... It's a what different, yeah. different TV channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Different TV channel. And I was, Definitely. I brought the wrong script to the wrong producers and I mm. took it personally. And it's like, you know, it's hard not to as, yeah. As an 18 year old kid. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm 26 and, um, I feel, I don't know that I can, uh, accept that nobody's, um, operating outside of their level of consciousness that they're able to operate out of. And he didn't think wow. about the fact of like, should I really say that to him? It's it's like he clearly or loves music. Or this is the first publisher this kid's ever talking to. And yeah. what has he so I got made you. in his head that is going to happen after this? And I like he's his... walking away signing a deal. You know, in your head, you're like, is this going to happen today? But he was like driving a BMW and he had like this like, um, like Ponzi scheme, like health food algae <laughs> supplement too. He was like, he's one of those guys that just has seven things. You yeah. Know? It's like nothing wrong if you actually have the bandwidth for those things, but the publishing company is no longer. I don't think the algae supplement company is any longer. Wow. So I don't, I don't know, but he's in a good place. I saw him the other day and it was good. I saw him. I was able to see more of myself. So I guess you can see the more of other people. And it's like That's all beautiful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the first time I was like embarrassed of my song. Yeah. I remember. When was yours? I won't. <laughs> I don't remember that <laughs> one specifically, but I'm thinking of a moment where this was before I knew a tour manager was even something I might could do, but 
I like met this songwriter and then I saw he posted he was looking for someone to come on the road with him and do like tour manager stuff. And I was like, oh, I think I could maybe do that. So I knew one artist manager hit him up and was like, hey, I'm going to go like try to interview for this. Like what does a tour manager do? What's a day-to-day look like? Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, he's like, just come on the road with my artist sometime and sell merch mm-hmm. and you can like shadow. But anyways, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to meet that original guy the next day mm-hmm. to interview to be his tour manager. And I did. I set my alarm for p.m. instead of a.m. Mm-hmm. So he calls me. Why hasn't like, the, um, that's Apple's fault. <laughs> that is not your fault. No, seriously. Like, yeah, they should know. They should know. If we're giving them this much time to look at my fucking face and my habits, you should know by now. That but I never set my I'm alarm for 6.30 p.m. <laughs> Yeah. Apple, come on. So yeah, I was, I was supposed to meet him for breakfast and then he calls me like, hey, I'm at the spot. So it doesn't look like I'm going to be a good tour manager. And then he was nice about it. but was just like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> He's in there, absolutely He's not. like, yeah, it's not what I'm, not, not the right fit, what I'm looking for. But. Yeah, you fucked up, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. But then that we'll was the first time I was just like, oh, really embarrassed. But. So also you, didn't let didn't let it stop me, and then went out with that one girl and sold merch, and then that kind of. Who was the artist? Her name is Logan Brill. She was with Carnival at the time. Carnival Publishing. Yeah. Prince with them. Yeah. Yeah. And Haley Witters was with them at that time. Oh yeah. So it yeah. was a cool little. Heartland's a great song. <sighs> you gotta let your heart land. That's a. Good Her voice one. sounds like it's like um, from a a different world. Like it's yeah. her, her, or rather more finely said, like her world and her mind and her story is so defined that Absolutely. the place in which she's singing from and to um, is really individual. It's really nice. Absolutely. I yeah. think she's really found her thing. Her thing or which is cool to see. And is, that is a, constantly finding. That Absolutely. really is the, those are the marvels. That's what Disney yeah. is. It's a thing that's constantly finding. Yeah, it's like that's what the hero is. It's something that's constantly rediscovering and finding. It's yeah. also finding obstacle. Absolutely, but that is even aiding in the more of the finding. This is funny. So I have this Hanuman tattoo on my arm. Hanuma. Hanuman. How do you spell that? H a n u m a n. And he's a Hindu god. He's half monkey, half god. But his. His story was really, so he had, he was kind of a mischievous young half monkey God, but he was essentially cursed by another God where he forgotten. His curse was that he could not remember that he was half God and couldn't remember that he couldn't die in battle and that he could teleport and that he could do all this stuff. He just had forgotten it. He forgot of his uh, divine capability. That's it. And his entire life. What made him forget? That was a curse from another God for him just being mischievous. They put a curse on Hanuman that was like, okay, you've now forgotten that you have all of this inside of you. The like um the behavioral conduct of that story strikes me in a way that's very similar to Old Testament, to yeah. where there's like a tyrannical father or there's mm-hmm. a tyrannical unknown yeah. that is um taking away the pursuit of your happiness and freedom because of a misbehavior you made. Yeah. Um. So it like assumes that there's like a seed in which the universe is out to uh, punish, and that's it. Yeah. Right. 
So yeah, Fuck, you could yeah, say that. Crazy. And then, but his entire life was waking up to the fact that he was divine. And then he goes on to win so he, all these huge battles. Oh. And it was just the waking up to, oh, I've had this all along. Make up this is inside here. me. Oh my like gosh, what I would call your connection to God or the universe. Like thinking you could be anything but that is where you go wrong. Like you're inside of it. You're swimming in it. It's all around you. It's never going to like happen to you because of something like you're connected, you're plugged in. You can ignore it, but I don't know the electricity, like I said, that we talked about that's running through everything. That's making cells constantly reproduce and all that is inside of you. And going back to like story, like, Myth story. You can get inside of that by focusing on your breath. And then you can be thinking, I am breathing Whoop. in, I am breathing out. You can follow that. But you can also stop thinking about that and you're still breathing in and out. That's like the flow of everything that like you are not in control mm-hmm. of even your own body. Mm-hmm. It is bodying without mm-hmm. you whether you want it to or not it's a part of this bigger river that's flowing i guess you could say i recently arrived on a hypothesis that um again that just continues the song that this short that our conversation is Mm -hmm. you know um i was talking with my dad the other day who's recently arrived at a really uh eye-opening for me in some way eye-opening yeah, really dismal hypothesis mm. on life and the afterlife. And he recently lost his father within, oh, it was just the one year anniversary. And it was like the fact that you can be here so much and then you're gone for so much, you know, yeah. it's, it's hurting him. And so we were talking about it and uh, <clears throat> hearing your dad talk about these things hurts you. Um, but you, you don't uh, negate the hurt. You experience the hurt. Um, you accept it, then you mourn or you pay attention to the hurt. And then life goes on. There's another. The scenes of the simulation carry on. But I had this idea where it was like, well, hey, it can't all be so bad. So if eventually if your ego dies and you are in essence gone, it's like, uh, I don't want to lose it. I don't want to fucking lose it. Don't lose it, Daniel. Don't lose it, dude. I'm not losing it. I'm telling myself the story that I'm not losing it. <laughs> um, You're not losing it. You it, never really die. And then they check this out. So the very thing, I got it. The very thing that is either the source, the the amp, like the 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 generator of this force, um, that makes us and then kills us. Mm-hmm. It must want you to perpetuate success. Um, success of growing and evolving mm-hmm. or at least having opportunities to do so and you using the investment of free will to evolve. But like it gives you this free will as a gift to evolve, but a price of it is ultimately that your ego will dissolve. And God, yeah. because this machine, whatever it is, wants greatness because it, it wants to evolve and it wants to go because it hasn't stopped yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're in essence like each episode of consciousness that is our life yours and mine Mm. it's just like a test of nature it's nature 
discovering itself. Playing itself out, yeah. Through you. And you're creating this ego this whole time thinking that it's something that is of your, but it's literally of just like a, such a, a, a such a small part of the whole thing. Oh yeah. It's a single note in the entire song. Yeah. Or a single one. Maybe I'll just be a single drop of rain. Yeah. The most a single wave in the ocean, you know, what would you say? I think of the highway man, the highway man and the Johnny cash verse in particular, mm-hmm. I'll take a star shot. I'll, across the universe divide and when i reach the other side maybe i'll be a become a highwayman again or maybe i'll just come back as a single drop of rain but i will still remain and it's like that's the most cosmic country thing oh yeah i think ever like (laughs) i have no rebuttal yeah check it out it's the last verse and it's a down verse so they they were under they totally with how much curation of knowing how to deploy intention and emotional accuracy that those four men had it was like with Reggie Young guitar like they know what they're doing and it's like so they this is or even then are they just the doing doing it you know what I mean well that's here's the funny thing is that the machine that creates that is it, it approves this egolessness so much that mm-hmm. it seems as if whether you're, for lack of a better term, lacking in conscientious or intelligence, but if you're if you have an ability to still focus your consciousness on something highly efficiently, yeah, then it's like the, it's like the guy, it's the doing that are just doing it, mm-hmm. like you're able to just not have an ego at all, yeah. not even aware. And that's, yeah, where I think the best the best stuff comes from. Right. Absolutely. That's why I'm thinking Jerry Garcia wore gl- sunglasses on stage. He was probably still high as fuck in some... <laughs> of course, of course, but um, just a, no no words, no words. But it's like, wh- that would explain, at least for me, why he would do that. I don't know. But so, yeah, I think words would have made it smaller. You know what I mean? Oh, words are just a middleman for this energy exchange that's happening with music and and everything but it really does the second you put words to it just makes it smaller you know because you're like, making it you're making it static yeah it's confusing it's a, um, like sheet music for the music itself you know i mean one is a a good descriptor of it but there's the magic is yeah is in the group of people flowing with each other and the thing though you know on a musical level a reality to consider too is it's funny it's like even on a more human level sorry it's really about finding which way you interact with reality the best to tap into that x Mm -hmm. and it's like because there's nothing tighter than a uh an orchestra that is on Mm -hmm. there's nothing yeah and it's like even rhythmically it's so tight because they have to deal with a uh, delayment of time because it's uh, acoustic instruments that are just on one large stage together mm-hmm. they have like they're they have to interact with music in a way that variables are so different than the music that we do it's like that's also just as great because they were able to individualize themselves that much to know that say the things that we do are not them mm-hmm. so i'll just do things my way it's like maybe that's 
part of the ethos of how to tell yourself your story. Yeah. It's like, as long as it works for you. Absolutely. Don't care what other people say, but it's like so hard. Absolutely. Or choose about what you care for more private than what other people say. Yeah. And who the people that you're listening to in the first place and figure out why you're listening to them. You know, I've, I've gotten good advice from people, but also terrible advice from people who just didn't get what I was doing. And I know I've gotten some terrible (laughs) advice, Kyle. I've gotten some terrible advice. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I have. And the best advice I ever get, I'm thinking about it. And this might be, um, me is definitely have emotional content just from being in the present moment and loving this conversation. But some of the best advice I've gotten were either intelligently, um, yet humbly planted seeds. Mm-hmm. Not so much um, banners on a, on a plane flying over the ocean. Yeah. Like the, exactly. those who speak do not know, those who do not know speak. Yep. Wow. That's beautiful, man. Is that what it is? Those, uh, I hope I, no, I'm not going to go through it again. But I think I got it wrong. Those who speak, do those, not know. Those who, those who speak do not know. Those who know do, do not, not speak. speak. Is that what I said? I think that's it, yeah. Okay. That's what my brain went to, at least. I can't Whoa. remember exactly. So are we really just there. separate story? Oh, no, now I'm not seeing through the veil of separateness. Oh. It's okay. Come back. Yeah. We're just one, Daniel. Well, right. It's real. But yeah. Um, are we just stories interacting with other stories? Part that's part also part of a bigger story that honestly we probably don't <gasps> understand right now. <sighs> right. What about the stories that are going on that you don't even have the comprehension for? <gasps> exactly. Oh. And some of those stories are even affecting your story and you don't even understand it or how. But I think it all just comes back to enjoying what you're doing playing or is that a story also maybe but it's what do you have faith and what do you trust in like alan watts said you have to play the game with a trust in it that it is a superb game absolutely right he said that i think he said that the game is superb that is a great way to put it He's like, and it was the only like, because <clears throat> there are big stakes that also aren't cosmically big, but you know, if I can get a cosmic cut at STK, I think you could for like a pre-party to a show mm-hmm. one day. <gasps> cosmic cut. I don't know from where the cow. It's probably the cow's pineal gland. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's like the cow's pineal gland. And then just like, just cause I remember watching Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. I think there'll have to be cow testicles as well. Gotcha. That's a cosmic cut at Ruth Chris. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pineal gland of a cow. And the test. Yep. Just right. instant enlightenment after you eat it. I'd be eating it every libido. day. Right. <laughs> Would you? Oh, no. I couldn't afford it. But. Yes, you could. <laughs> Do you like steak? Uh, yeah. 
we tell ourselves the story that those animals have less consciousness and intelligence than us, mm-hmm. which would make sense. Some do, but I'm not sure about dolphins. Yeah, I'm not entirely dolphins. sold that they're not literally just having existential crisis and highly conscious ways oh, yeah. like we are. Have you seen their film? Have we talked about we're, this? We're just also saying it's highly conscious. I bet even on the grand scheme of how conscious things can be, we're probably so we're like mm-hmm. a Game Boy, not even that's Game Boy the color. thing is, yeah, humans definitely think that we're at the top of that. And it's, it's like when you think it's like being le- like level 70. It was when I was level 38 in World of Warcraft or something. Yeah. And then the elf upgrade came out and I was a paladin. And the seven, this guy got to level 72 in like three days. And he just came and fucked my world. Yeah. And just destroyed. Like, it's like, I wonder if con- they were probably not even level 38 consciousness in terms of World of Warcraft. World of Worlds. No. Not <laughs> even close. World of Myth Story. Myth Story. Because what is Warcraft? War exactly. is a story. Yeah. Crafting is the verb. Wow. Parallel to mything. To to mystify. To yeah. To, wow. Mystify. Yeah. You could even say that. It's instead my favorite. Of Thel- Thelonious Monk record. <laughs> I just don't get Thelonious Monk, man. I try. Yeah, I can't say I do. Someone. I bet if you were there, it was cool. More, more. I bet. Obviously, it was probably way better. Yeah. Yeah. The more life and consciousness that you can swim in as you just said gracefully a minute ago and it's like probably more captivating yeah whether that's good or bad because when things are terrible it's just like the most captivating true yeah they say like negative things stick to your brain like velcro as far as like memory and like trauma response and then positive things like you really have to focus on it for like 30 seconds or more for it to like stick around that's not gonna be like what was can you tell me like some really great musical experiences you've had versus like can you tell me when you felt embarrassed like when i said embarrassed there are stories immediately that you have access to where you remember the sweaty palms and the just shame like negative stuff sticks with you but yeah i don't know where i was going with that no no it's <clears throat> that's the thing about a conversation like this is like where you're going is where i'm going yeah. so i got things there that's lyrical right yeah that's what i would prefer to say as opposed to, that's a song mm, it's like that's lyrical. it's lyrical it's like david lynch is lyrical oh yeah yeah um <clears throat> Wow, finding things under, under, (laughs) embarrassing. Oh my gosh, (laughs) yikes. So then all this I want to take into, because I I want this to be useful. And I think a way that we can find useful um, next actions with these conversations Mm -hmm. is to be like, well, how do I take ideas from this and then move forward? And it is like, well, what I'm thinking about is like, how do I define what story I want to tell and how much control do I have and how much control am I giving to other sources consciously? Yeah. I think that's really important. I think that's way out there, but it's like, yeah, a lot of it, I mean, just takes time, but I mean, figuring out why you think you want certain things 
is important. Right. You've talked about this before. Yeah, finding your why. I mean. You can answer any how. Exactly. Oh, young, I think so. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I don't know, spend less time wishing that you would be different or that things would be different and just actively be different. Right. Like wishing something was different does nothing or wanting it to be another like doesn't help you at all it just causes suffering but you can take small steps every day to actively just be that like you want to be a songwriter you don't need a publishing deal you just need to write songs and be just open to what is and do well then it's like okay if you've, if you want, then do you want, what do you want your songs to do? That's another great question. Ah, uh, so in what way is this raw energy yeah. useful? Absolutely. Like uh, anyone can write a song, so like anyone can generate raw energy. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, what's that energy being deployed for? Yeah. And so like that'll define its usefulness. Is it being used Absolutely. for? And then it's like thematically, what scenes of life does your energy fuel? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what people are living those lives? You can't write songs to people that aren't you. That's a weird thing living in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we put a real value on specific kinds of usefulness and utility, rather, for this raw energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the agreements that we have on how useful some utilities are we might take into account that those are maybe different than my natural proclivity. So if I'm not that thing already, I can be that thing and I want to be that thing because I'm told that that is what is right. But he who looks outside dreams, he who looks inside awakens. I think Carl Young said that too. It's like, I think he said that. So Mm -hmm. uh, look inside. Yeah. Oh, it's like, no, there's forests in there. There's some shit going on. And like yeah. Getty Lee said. Oh, yeah. There's, and then it's uh, like, everyone's like, fuck Rush. I'm like, Rush was so famous. They were so good. <laughs> they yeah. were so themselves up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, that forest and it's coming. It's coming for everything you got. And one day it is going to overtake Bro, you. The That's mycelium. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful thing. Like, can't you recognize that, like, the beauty of the process of what mycelium is and just like you're going to tell me that 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 has always happened and it's probably going to keep happening and it like so it's like obviously like part of the game yeah just observe the beauty and the fact that it it rips your ego off you like a fucking (laughs) mandate but it kills you it's like oh yeah but it's like so beautiful but then ram so you could look at it as it's gonna Take everything you know and love and rip the bandit off. But yeah, Ramdas said it's death is just taking off a tight shoe. And mm. it's just Isn't it that's a nice story for me to understand? Yeah. Right. Wow. So it's both, but it's it's sad and it can be painful and ugly at times, but it's also just where it's all going. You know, what it's happened to every human that's ever existed ever. Easy for us to and say. And it's going to keep right. happening. Right. right, right. 
it's like. So yeah, let go or be dragged. Oh, Terrence McKenna. Yeah. Oh, let go or be dragged. It's a CBD patch. Nice. Yeah. Um, I've been noticing just a little bit of tension in my right hand. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell my story, I tell like myself this story that like I'm really on top of these things. Mm-hmm. Like as early on as possible because I was told other stories by people early on that these were detriments to like their career. Really? But so maybe it was actually just the act of them not killing the forest yeah. was a detriment to their career. It's not nature's fault. It's your fault. Nature kills. Absolutely. You just got to keep killing nature. So it's like me trying to kill nature, I guess, in some way. Nothing's, it might, I don't know. But they're cool. They're from Colorado. Not made by ice. Not selling, yeah. Work on it, ice, though. I mean, you're, you're missing out. You could be making CBD patches. Yeah, dude. That's yeah, pretty cool. When you I go to Shark Tank, though, I'll give you some. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll give you some, dude. You go on, like, that's the funny thing about, um, I love that show Shark Tank sometimes because mm-hmm. it's, like, such a funny way to spend your consciousness. And they always, <clears throat> Barbara Corcoran, who's like a, my, kind of my favorite investor wow. of Shark Tank. Yeah. Honestly, Mark Cuban's stellar. Uh, Kevin O'Leary might be my, I don't know. I, I do love Kevin. Barbara's a bad bitch though. Mm-hmm. And she just tells people like how it is. And she goes, you're not focused enough. You're trying to do six skews, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, right. You should do like one or two things really well. Absolutely. Like specialize. Yeah. I actually worked at a store that Barbara invested in in Nashville, a grilled cheese place called Tom and Chi. Oh, I know Tom and Chi. Oh yeah. There's so I worked in there in West End, yeah. Nice. Off Charlotte. Is it a franchise? Is that how it yeah, works? Yeah, yeah. So it what started the- small like in Ohio, then got mm-hmm. on Shark Tank. Barbara bought it. How much is it to start a franchise? I don't know. I was not interested in starting a franchise when Tom I worked Chi? there. No. I was just at the front cash register. Okay. But I met uh, Brian Kelly from Florida Georgia Line. Sold him some grilled cheeses. Nice. So, yeah. I had some grilled cheese at a fish show in Alpharetta. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Good grilled cheese is special. Man. It was on Texas toast. Um, seasoning on both sides. Mm-hmm. Butter. And then seasoning after it was fried. Yeah. Um, and we got there right when they were shutting it all down. Wow. And uh, they shut everyone down but the grilled cheese guy. And the officer was so cool. He's like, God, keep it cheesy. <laughs> He's like, come on. And um, then there was another, there were a couple of cosmic happenings that night. This one was us coming out of this gas station and I bought like my first tobacco vape mm-hmm. and, uh, and like a Coke Cherry Zero. And there were these dudes like fighting with the cops, like with no shoes on. They were like, well, like real Wookie guys that were just like, uh, they they were having a bad trip. Oh, Clearly, man, just like over there. And it's like they're fighting the cops, and they were like trying to like fight the cops, and it was funny. Um, because it's like these Alabama, like tell them Alabama cops that are just like you know, really like disciplined and like rigid men, probably, you mm-hmm. know, or at least that's part of their job. And they're in an environment on where they know how to deploy those tactics and those guys are probably so high and just like excited from having been stimulated on a level that's hard to comprehend yeah you know and it's like the world can be a tyrannical father sometimes and you express action through that story by taking out on people who want to you know keep order for everyone else and uh 
they and some guy came just like some guy who like was so fucked up just came walking past with like his finger like in his slushy like and, and it's like bringing it in his mouth like one would like do applesauce with to like a child <laughs> and he's doing it to himself and he goes fuck man I'd rather be a dumbass I'd rather be a pussy than be a dumbass <laughs> Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> I just have these grilled wow. cheeses. It's like, yeah, I'd rather be a pussy than be a dumbass sometimes too. Dude, that's now is now is that not like <laughs> then there's this theory of like if you're laughing about something, it's like because you just know how true it is. Oh yeah. And it's like it's, I feel that in my spine. Like I would so much <laughs> rather be a pussy than be a dumbass. Yeah. It's a good story basis. That could be even a presidential slogan, I think. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that's beautiful t-shirt something incredible man see we're all capitalists <laughs> don't say we're not very we're trying we're totally everyone wants to make money <laughs> all this that. to say i'm trying to make my own story in which i have a little bit more money so buy all my stuff oh, right those kidding. numbers on the screen can change yeah I recently did like I, I I love uh, saving money and I love like just putting it in uh, just like just three things really just like um I started when I was twenty and um I'll hit like a goal mm-hmm. and I send it to my dad and he is like this like funny nihilistic view some days and my dad's just like in the worst mood and it's funny he goes just numbers on the screen bro. <laughs> Oh, put so much faith in it. Yeah. And then he'll send me a copy of this book on like, e- like, um, like EM, what was it? Electromagnetic pulse waves, whatever it is, EMP attacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like one, this book called The Day After, One Second After. Mm-hmm. Unreal. It's just like different stories that make reality seem so tyrannical and bad mm-hmm. that you, you almost should like not write somebody off for like, suggesting that kind of thing to you should almost dive into it and see how real it is yeah um you know i read this book dude emp attacks on the world's week we are so fucked like you as the tour manager let's put it in your story yeah if you're on the road and we have an emp attack you're fucked yeah like everyone's eating each other (laughs) probably within 48 hours yeah (laughs) no 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 it's not that it's worse it's worse. It's that it's um, it takes a very long to die oh, in that wow. kind of society because mm-hmm. you probably would find a city, and you would probably want to go there because you tell yourself the story that cities are safe. Yeah, and you're gonna keep telling yourself all these stories to where reality is gonna break the next story of normalcy, next tier, tier, tier. It's like an oddly satisfying video on Instagram where there's like cutting soap bars of stories of yeah. normalcy into <laughs> where your daughter just died of. Uh, type 1 diabetes mm-hmm. because, you know, you couldn't get that much insulin. You're not going to get two years worth of insulin, bro. Oh. Especially, you know, when you go there, you know, six days into Walgreens and everyone's mad and all the stores have been looted and the security cameras are all cut off because electricity has been gone. And it's like, yeah, everything's going. So how's tour? <laughs> it's been about like that. Just like one step better than that, I guess. No, it's been fun. Bob, we're, I heard this story. Five. For everyone, yeah, like, for everyone who's not here, which is just us, uh, that was some real story to story contact. Yeah. Maybe that's what. Uh, wow, it's just looking into somebody's eyes is looking into their story. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, crazy, man. Crazy. Wow. So you were just on the road, though. Yeah, I was on the road with Brent Cobb and Nikki Lane for Brent was three on weeks. On Brent. Such a cool guy, man. Cannot say Even enough nice things like, about him. Yin and Yang, I would think, in some ways. It is. It was fun. They would get on stage together for like four or five songs and do a lot of banter back and forth, which was all just in-the-moment stuff, but it was hilarious. Man. Yeah, they're, they're a funny combo together. Mm. Wait, so it'd be just them? Yeah, it was, and Andrew Combs opened up the the tour acoustic, and then it was them two with the band, yeah. Cool. It was fun. It was just so weird with COVID, yeah. man, like. That's the thing, it's like. it's Regulations, some venues, we would have right. to be in masks in the green room even, like just the whole time we're there. And then other places, you don't see a mask. Just weird, just testing the masks, constantly. The masks, the masks I mean, COVID's a whole story in itself, man. It's the most and different people archetype, yeah. Yeah, buying into different things. And it's just weird. Like, I think it was DC. Not that it is just that, but that is one way to, to look at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, like DC, there was like over 200 people that just didn't request a refund or come. Just like people just, I guess, last minute, me, I know I'm not going out. Cool. And I don't know. It's good data. It's yeah. good data. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what it means it's not right good now, if you but. Want to go and tour, you want to do these things, and you're not out by August, that is, you know, finding success that outweighs that reality. But it's good data because the world is in that real of a density, mm-hmm. like viscosity wise. Like it's really up there. Yeah. It's a viscous fluid right now. Definitely. But yeah, other than so that, I mean, it was, it was fun. It was three weeks. That was my first tour like longer than, you know, one or two shows than back home things since. Things that just paid. Shut like down. Anchor gigs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gigs yeah. that just really just paid. Not yeah. something you're going to try to uh, streamline and uh, invest a tour with. Exactly. And I mean, not all bands the truth get is, those, is, right. you know, it's like, big pay ones. It's like, no, we have to work city to city and hope we come out on top. And so hopefully next time we come through, there's yeah. enough where we do make some good money. Right. But yeah, it's really hard on the people that are just trying to play shows. Oh, you know? we're, we're definitely like, um, we're trying to always play shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's weird right now. Have you really been out weird. much? Um, we were out a lot in May. We mm. were out in April. We were out in June, July. And then it started slowing down. August, now we're slowing down. And there's almost been, like, at least on my end internally, like a very conscious morning. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Um, a very, wow. Crazy. There's a lot going on in my mind after saying those two words. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I... Uh, very conscious morning of the reality of the fact that the world looks so similar. It's like a dog that like ran away for a while, but it came back and now and like, seen some things. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I can't tell you. Like it's like it's behaving differently. Like this beast that I thought we had a good thing going. This life beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like acting differently. It's like okay, so strategically because like I I'm just like I can't help but like talk to my circle about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, no, you just accept the reality and like, how do you invest 
withdrawal, time, and energy and the things that behold and uphold your vision. And if touring's not it, okay, fine, fine, fine. You need what's your number two? What's your number three? It's like, yeah, if, you can't go and like lose a lot of money and then also lose the steam and then also, oh, Saul, saw them play 19. There was, you know, X people there. And then uh, you go there back this year and there's X sans uh, 20%. Mm. Or that's if you're lucky. Maybe sometimes yeah. it's a fifty percent difference. It's like, oh yeah, just strategically, like you look at the numbers on the screen. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. If that's your trip, go tour. Also true. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I want to. I do want to tour always, though. So mm-hmm. that's the thing, dude. It's almost like this different being that, like, even today, it's like, God, I want to be like out there, man. I'm like bite my nails. I want to go. I want to go. Yeah, like, just recognize that part of yourself and. It, it can't be active, can't be deployed right now fully. It'll rest. It's a hibernation. And maybe that's yeah. a story I'm telling myself and it doesn't matter. But, also true. But man, I've seen you and I get it. Like you, I think more than a lot of people are really going after something like with the audience. Oh yeah, man. You know, and that the feeds you and them. Yeah. And I think that is so important especially it's for you is like it's everything it's just that exchange of energy <sighs> with a group of people where everyone every show is completely different because none of those people have ever been there together at that point in their life like every audience is its own consciousness almost like it's they play as much a part of it as you i think And yeah, there's something special when you get that exchange. And it's weird right now. Out there without it. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just not. It's out there. It's just only, it's you, the audience, and and then just like my seat. Even another, yeah. It's like my seat, like this, like ever slippery thing. Mm -hmm. It might only happen for 30 seconds. Yeah, uh, but it's like, ooh, I said, it's great. I like, think it was is. Alan Watts who called it, it's a wiggly reality. Oh. So you said slippery, but yeah, wiggly. Jerry Garcia said slippery, okay, Alan Watts nice. said wiggly. <laughs> That's the two different camps here, but they're saying the same thing. Yeah, right. But yeah. So, I, I so what, two philosophers walk into a bar. One said, damn, it's wiggly. <laughs> Other one said, yeah, it feels a little slippery. Oh, no. Terrible. Oh God. Terrible. But really yeah, it's ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> I just there's a part of me that really is ambitious in a blind way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what fuels that uh need for to think that that guy needs to be making the calls always. <laughs> it's like if I should go tour like, you know, seven cities in a row you've never been to right now where you've only had, you know, a third of the pre-sales you you wanted to have. And I'm like, okay, well. It's okay, but we went and did them anyway. Uh, I love that. And uh, it was fine. Like it was, it's just, you know, if to do something for a long time, you have to be able to embrace the story when it doesn't go the way you plan it to. But there's mm-hmm. meaning to be had in those, in those moments of reckoning. Like there are. Absolutely. They're, they're temp- they really are temporary. Oh yeah. And at the same time, going and having that special moment with the crowd that, is smaller than you think it should have been 
turns into more people coming the next time. You know what I mean? Like it's a story. Yeah. It's not just negative. It's, it's a lot of beautiful things that can come out of you still doing that. It's almost fuel for story. These pieces of data that we give other people, because it's ultimately you writing a story. So we can just hope that all we're doing is putting off renewable data. The things I say are based in a seed of truth and truth is a thing that seems to have a really high regeneration rate. Yeah. Right. It's like, you would hope maybe that's the data that, but then it's like, how are you putting out truth? Then you must be able to feel truth, but to like, to feel something is to be, is to attempt to be still in some way and to recognize that there's a feeling happening and that that's what's consciously guiding your actions. Yeah. And that's why music is like, when you hear about Alan Watts talk about how music is so analogous to life. Mm-hmm. It's like if, if, if music, if life is not a means to an end, if music was the fastest songs would be the best songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Simply put. Yeah, yeah. And he did though. He probably did that consciously. And it was like, it really is like each beat provides and informs the context of, in the reality of what, came before and what is coming next and you don't know when it stopped you don't know when it ended because silence is also in a sense musical oh yeah so it's all a song like it's all this ever and it's slippery and it's it is it's wiggly that's what it, that's <laughs> they're the both it's slippery and wiggly it fucks <laughs> Oh no! Are we subconsciously also recognizing the metaphorical <laughs> significance? Oh no! We don't man. have to go there on this one, but ah. let's just say. Oh it's no! Ah. If you take anything away from this episode, just take away that it's slippery and it's wiggly. So, <laughs> anyways, no, I know, I know what you mean. Oh, that's totally like that's a good moment. That's so good. That feels like a moment at a show, like when it just happened. Yeah. Like there it is. There's that presence of, I guess it's like, I wonder what's happening on a chemical level, but it's like, it's like just a pervasive joy across all possible speculations of reality at that moment. Wow. Like everything I'm observing has a hue of fascia of positivity. <laughs> and it's like, it's great for 30 seconds. Like everything's really good. Mm-hmm. It's like all you need. Yeah. And it's like, that's that thing I like with people who are on the level, man. So it's like getting back to that song thing. It's like I, my energy, like we're so particular. Mm-hmm. You and I. Like we're so particular kinds of people. Everyone is, but oh yeah, like, you know, and it's like, <laughs> there just happens to be less particular of our particularity. <laughs> Dude, I do have to shout out Leanne Phelan yeah. for yeah, yeah connecting us. Cause I want to get Leanne on here. Absolutely, dude. I think brilliant. that would be awesome. She would be brilliant. I yeah, but she. Stupid questions. It's funny how she was like, I think y'all would get along super well. And I was just like, yeah, let's meet up. And then I agree. I think we're. Yeah. <laughs> if people have made it this oh. far, they see we're both interesting, I guess, for lack of a better word. We're interesting, I guess. <laughs> we're similar you know why it's better things we like. That's actually the best way to say it. Uh, and but I also think it's internally acceptable to say that, like, and you don't have to say it out loud, that uh, we're interesting, I know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
Because there's such an unsureness about the uh, external world. Yeah. That for us to, to put out data into the world on a social reputation level, which is becoming more and more increasingly quantitative. Mm-hmm. So therefore it's measurable. Numbers on the screen. Um, you're going to be more aware. Of, you should try to be more aware of the things you say. It, it, might, it, come, it might come off in a way that's like egotistical or some shit like that to say, we're interesting, I know. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, then you might try to make a 180 and be like the, the, the rebel and be like, say that and not be all that interesting. And then it's like, mm. okay, I see, I understand your story. Cool. Um, it's like one of those penguin mini books. I get it. It's cool. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. There's mm. not a lot for me there. But then it's like, I think internally though, in order to actually create a story that is interesting, even though you're externally on, on, a, on the external level, humbly putting it out there, which you should. Internally, I wonder how, the, if it's all right to write your story with a dialogue of, I, I'm interesting, I know. This dress is black, not. <laughs> Love the Borat right there. The with end. Borat, culture was so ready for... for for the first four, at least maybe, but like now, <laughs> boy, he's really ahead. Yeah, but yeah, also politically very questionable, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, you could say that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I agree with you mm-hmm. into this microphone, mouth sounds out of my internal reality. Yeah, we're interesting, I guess. But in my mind, Daniel, I'm interesting. I know. I love that. That's part of just leaning in. To what is, as opposed what to saying, are. "Hey, there's all this." Just mm-hmm. lean into it and let what is do what is exactly. Should do. And yeah, just I love that about what you. Is and let what is do what it should do. That's it. It's part of it. I That's guess. yeah. We, I'm agreeing into, I'm just like, yeah. yes, that is, yeah. that is true. Yeah, it feels it. That so I wonder if that's a reflectivity. I'm trying to define in, 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 a, in a mouth sound, like mm-hmm. how, what is that sensation of when things resonate, almost like a slap back delay, bowling, like, <laughs> you know, like a reverb spring. Again, yeah. you know, musical terms to relate to life. Weird. Yeah. It's like, it is, it's like a slap back, like pings. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Is that because it just resonates with my story? I think it is a resonating reflective of just this. Yeah. This is real. I recognize this. I recognize that that it's like a spark. Stories like my story, exactly. So my story must be okay if there's other people having a story like mine, exactly. And we long for that acceptance and like to be seen and to be understood. So yeah, I. I definitely feel that. Yeah, dude. That's a huge part. That's a huge part of it, saying I know. But then it's maybe it's not. Maybe you don't want to say you know out loud. And you also say, ah, God, fucking so much, too much. (laughs) I had this idea when we were talking, and I wondered, I just wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Because this is seeping into like a lot of the stories I'm telling myself lately, that I'm, I'm seeing things happen in this way to where, I can see like archetypal relevance <clears throat> in comparing my stories to other stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm also doing that with other people now. 
how is their story like other stories? Yeah. Um, right. So having empathy and having awareness of the things they're telling me and like seeing, Oh, how I relate to that. I feel that. Oh, that reminds me of this. Mm-hmm. And you are as the tour manager, tour is the trip. Mm-hmm. It's you dealing with a yearning for an order of like a balance between chaos and order. And then life's idea of what chaos and order should be in that present moment. And sometimes these are, that's a bucking bronco that challenges your life. Yeah. Um, and it challenges your muse, you know, so it's, it's a challenge. In short, it's a cosmic challenge. Mm-hmm. Cosmic challenges create cosmic connections. <laughs> Man, that's some way, beautiful. You know, and it's like the tour manager is the fucking arbiter. In some in 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 certain parameters that are mm-hmm. that happen to play a big deal, yeah, very true. And it's it's like it's a big deal. It's a crazy thing, and you can. I think it's kind of like life. Like you have to come prepared and make plans, and then you also have to be prepared for everything to crumble around you and keep going. You know. Yeah, Whether that's, you know, vehicular breakdowns or mental breakdowns mm-hmm. amongst people, like it just, it happens. Vehicular it's and psychotic breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Have you been wronged? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That would it's- be the best torment. <laughs> Have you been wronged by vehicular or psychotic breakdowns? Yep. You deserve to pay me. <laughs> I deserve compensation. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's a beautiful, a beautiful description of my job. But yeah, it's, well, it's uh, your job has the increased potential capacity for that ideal. Mm-hmm. But that's if you are a person that wants to set that high of a bar in your conscious episode. Yeah, and it's all right if you're not. Because mm-hmm. I've met a lot of tour managers that seem to do okay but they're fucking dicks and they ruin the trip sometimes. Yeah. And that's also on me because, you know, it's my internal world and I, I should have try to be able to conjure the trip in, in the way that I want to with great transparency, but the mm-hmm. human variable like affects you. Oh yeah. People that are in your circle. Um, so it's like a tour manager really has a lot of potential, man. It's beautiful. You see that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've met, people that yeah it doesn't seem like they enjoy what they're doing and to me it's just it's just sad like this i don't know i got into this career because of just the joy and beauty that it sparks and getting to see these crowds that are different every night and just in a small way witness and be a part of something big like it's a beautiful privilege and thing, but also, yeah, it can be ruined by one person and you got to make sure you're not that person. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Job description one. Yeah. Right. Make sure you're not that person that ruins it all. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, it, you can, it's like you said, it's, you're talking about 11 guys in a band. Like, yeah, that's a very fragile thing. You've got to figure out how to work together. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird life. Like, hey, you never met these guys before. Gonna go You're going to be closer than weeks ever. Yeah. In a, in a and not box. have a, any alone time together. Ever. Like, 
anytime apart from each other. The only You're, time they're always there. It's the Hilton or Four Seasons lobby bathroom <laughs> that has like the Hampton house style, like wooden door mm-hmm. that has a bo- deadbolt. <laughs> and, that's your only and you just time. hope that the door goes all the way down to where you don't see each other's like fucking shoes and like like you really like those life starts to it gets emp-ish mm-hmm. it's like damn i am outside of reality definitely yeah i love it I oh yeah i love it i love the edge yeah it's when you come home oh it's like bro what are you doing tonight ah oh, it's it's like 12 30 it's like man i'm resting yeah because i i get my edge out when I'm also able to like exercise and like live like that interact with music in that way. Absolutely. It's like I come home and I cultivate more order internally. Yeah. It's it's like, like, that's just a story I'm telling. I'm not saying. Yeah. No, I agree. It's like seasons or something or just some kind of flow to get into. Yeah. But I enjoy it too. This time off and it's not time that you'd have to take off, but like this less efficient window, I guess. You know, we go on tour for a lot of people. And it's it's all right if it's your trip and it is working for you because there are a lot of people. But there's some people, there's some bands that can't just can't go right now. And it's like, it could be a hibernation. Like you could speculate this window, mm-hmm. this chasm of time is like, it's hibernation. Like how are you going to internally reorganize your world and your story so you can change the, the thing or maybe not change? But just like harmonize with nature better to where mm. you create more truth. Yeah, man. I, there's a a saying in the Old Testament: every seven years, you're supposed to let the land lie fallow. You, are you telling me? Uses the number seven. Yeah. Every seventh year, you don't touch the land. It has to replenish itself. You have to give it that time. Every off. seven years. And just like every seventh year, so six years, and then you would have an off year where you don't farm that part of the land. Right. You let don't it farm lie that fallow. potential field of raw energy. Yep. You let it Wait, be what Just because it it's a visible field doesn't mean that. Yeah. Well, I think that other, later other turned into like a Sabbath type thing, which was every seventh day. You don't do anything. Oh my God. The land needs it. Our bodies need it. Everything has this, even stars, you know what I mean? It's I don't exploding and then it's turning into a black hole. It's got to, I don't know, it's just how nature works. It has to go inside to come outside. And yeah, I think this will be a beautiful thing for a bunch of artists even though right now it sucks. But like you said, for the people who do hibernate and do go inward, there's going to be some amazing art that comes out of this, I think. And even a new appreciation of touring from the crowd and the performers. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it'll... Yeah. This will change the course of music period but i think it's gonna be a lot of things with those things included oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's just gonna be a lot oh yeah it's, i'm using no adjectives i just know it's gonna be more it's going to be novel it's going yeah. to be new it's going to be something that it's hasn't wild, happened it's the archetypal wild west i think you know mm-hmm. it's like and if you that's why i i recently like had we had to postpone four shows 
and uh, I was sick. And it wasn't COVID, which, which was like, uh, I was almost bummed. I wanted to. <laughs> that's your free, that's your get out of jail free. Oh, I had COVID, have to do it. Well, and it was just like, uh, Joe Rogan had just gotten COVID and everyone, we, everyone they're like, uh, that we were in the van with, like, <laughs> they were, we were like reading these things on Instagram or Twitter and people being like, I hope Joe Rogan dies or like terrible, terrible ways to invest yeah. consciousness. I think morally on other people so they've never met before. And it's like, um, anyway, so I, I got sick and, uh, I was like, I hope I get synchronicity. Maybe to some degree it might be COVID. And, and, and fortunately it wasn't. I, mm-hmm. And it was just this like nasty head cold, but I had time off. Like I couldn't do things. So I just watched the wild west. Like I watched these movies. Um, and the thing that's funny, like to observe is that the whole time, part of that story is you don't really know what's happening. You don't know if chaos is about to just jump on you at any second. And you mm-hmm. don't know what degree it's going to. <gasps> it's like, that's kind of like, but then everything you want, every ideal, the triple bars, the golden nuggets, that's also out there. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, that's probably what this, what we're feeling right now is the realness of what the Wild West is, which is life. Mm-hmm. In a condensed can. Yeah. I guess. That's and how also, I'm feeling it. We may not even reap any of the benefits of going out. Like, we may be the ones that just help plant the seed for the next generation of art and that's okay You're, you can do both you can do both yeah you probably are like you're super you have enough superb potential as a being to yeah be able to cultivate presently and in the future because you are also mm-hmm. interacting with your future self absolutely you consciously try to act based on these morals yeah you're inter- like you're you're using your consciousness to project that there's more time on the shelf so you want that to be a good time you want yeah. the trip to be good yeah so but also, yeah, if you've got such little, all you can really do is invest now. Yep. Cultivate your open Robin Hood account, everyone. Buy Dogecoin. <laughs> Seriously. Buy Dogecoin. It's Doge only down right 77%. Now. So you're saying if there's uh, a veil of, are you saying I'm no different than a Doge? You're <laughs> basically just Doge, yeah. I, 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 I live in enough like of a boxy neighborhood now to kind of be laughing at it. I'm like past, I'm like going crazy. Yeah. In some degree. Like I want to go live in a place that is unlinear. I want to live in where a place I don't see all these shapes. I don't like it. Yeah. It feels like Fortnite. It feels like fucking Roblox. That's we are it's very weird. disconnected from so, nature and what. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just again, one another story we bought into that like. I am safe in this box around these other boxes. Yeah, it's no, like, you're not. you're not. I measured it, man. Like we are less than a hundred feet from where your neighbor is resting their unconscious head when they sleep. Yeah. And it's like, that's wild. Like that is, um, you know, it's just like a lot of also, it's so much energy to probably be around. It's like, it think is, about you're a, taking in living in the city so much stimulation that you, your brain can't process. Yeah. It's like your brain can't even process yourself, really. Yeah. Like, so the, a lot of noise. To be by yourself is so loud, mm-hmm. especially if you're someone who makes noise through an amp. Yeah. As a way to inter- interface with reality in a way that's enjoyable. Like it's so loud. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to listen. 
And yeah. it's like, really? Yeah. It's like, you got to go out there and just listen. Like stillness speaks like it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm being fire. So, but I was saying that because, uh, I'm like domesticated right now. I feel like, and so I've like I I like enjoy dog encounters, mm-hmm. and so because I'm always jogging in this neighborhood. And yesterday, for the first time, because I was hoping I was going to see either a corgi or a Doge Ooh. Alpha, wow, another dog, because mm-hmm. it's just not a thing you saw. And I saw a Doge fucking <laughs> almost to damn near destroy an, a poodle yesterday. Wow, black poodle, short haired. That's this doge came up all- <laughs> <laughs> That doge. Someone oh, cancel that. Dude, you can't, Dogecoin cannot be if it's the first racist cryptocurrency. <laughs> do you have Doge? Let's see. I do. Have I that. did. I bought in right before four twenty. Blaze it. Um, I bought it at. Blaze like, it. I bought it at forty one cents, <laughs> like a hundred bucks worth. And then I think it went up to 70 something and then it just like tanked. And I've just definitely lost like I'm actually down. Probably. I'm down 66%. I'm down the devil's number. Might be time to get rid of that dose. I'm holding. I'm just I'm holding the dose forever. Everyone it's my hold. scar. It's like my Dan, it's like my Harry Potter scar. Yeah. No, I think I got rid of mine. Terrible investor. I bought Doge and Bitcoin then. <laughs> Do you know any people who can invest for you? No. Do you? Yeah. I need to just meet those people. Oh, they're not people. They're they're robots that do it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you can do that. They're algorithms. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten into that. It's so easy. It's great. It's fun. We do it on the road with acorns. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes everything. Say it takes the remaining change between your dollar figure and the nearest rounded up dollar. Mm-hmm. So you might take forty three cents on one on one event, mm-hmm. and they'll invest that for you based okay. on like things you like interesting um very simply put and there's yeah, like, yeah yeah and it's fun like it's it's optimal then it's like again it's like a way to invest in the future and it like tells you a better story mm-hmm. then again it's like how are you telling your story it's all right yeah. to tell your story the way you want if you believe that helps you then do it absolutely wow so no one can tell you how to run your story unless you're the tour manager <laughs> i tell the story kyle crown you do to <laughs> Listen, is that my book title? I tell the story. It's your Kenny Powers everything. I tell the story. So that will come out before my return back to glory, back to the top. But yeah, I tell the story. Because yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm gonna end up getting canceled or something eventually. But then I'll drop the book, wow. and that'll skyrocket me you, back. I don't know how canceled. It takes on a cosmic level. It's hard to get canceled. Yeah. I think you got to really like <laughs> these other people can judge you. Sure. Yeah. But like on the, I think like the real regulatory force to some degree yeah. and some, whatever it is, you know, it probably, it's probably harder to get canceled on the cosmic level. I don't think the universe You're is right. as judging as Twitter is. <laughs> You're exactly right. You know, it, unless it is. then I'm just good timing. <laughs> I should have filled the space there, but I was just letting. No, it you said blaze it. It was funny. <laughs> I opened my Robin Hood account. Right, right on four twenty, blaze it. It was also it was Borat timing. Yeah, it was like funny. Like it's a very articulated story. To tell. Yeah. Wow, very funny. Yeah, that's great. 
Dogecoin. Bah. Um, okay, I'll leave you on a technical question. What do, what do you think of NFTs being a tour manager? Um, it's so hard to you're say. You're also much more than a tour manager, dude. I know we've already spoken about oh, that you're, part of We talked about a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, we're, trying to, we're trying to talk about the, the veil of, of, of separateness. Yeah. I don't know. With music, I think, I don't know. I can see a lot of good coming from it. Also, I'm a firm believer, like we said, that everything's a story and the U.S. dollar is a story that maybe could be better for everyone. So, yeah, I think crypto, NFTs, I mean, I'm a little skeptical, but I'm skeptical about everything. But I think it could, it has potential to do incredible things for for creators. Wow. Right. Yeah. Very evolved term, the term creators. I like it. Everyone is a creator. Yeah. In our worlds that we associate with. Absolutely. Even everyone on that band's a creator. Like that that drummer, that bass player could have 50,000 people who subscribe to their method of making music. Absolutely. You know, it's like very interesting. You know? Mm-hmm creator it's a good term it's what you are before you are any other more like a descriptive adjective you're a creator first absolutely but then also in what way are you a consumer oh shit i mean in yeah in just about every way both which is it you know is it a a snake eating itself probably but i just discovered that that um that theme that myth no, the myth <laughs> that myth story. <laughs> that is, I hope it's not a word yet, and that we made it. It's funny though, like myth stories putting two words together. I was out. That'd be a good publishing company. Yeah, I was out at. Said no one on music, bro. <laughs> myth story. Uh, they're myth all, story publishing. They're all gonna crumble right next to carnival. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I was out at Tyler's and. There, I heard this crazy like flapping noise and I thought it was a turkey and then it flew like a hundred feet in the air and I was like that's like some kind of vulture and I thought he's like that's a turkey vulture I was like that's a real th- and apparently it is it's a real a liger. Th- <laughs> what do you mean that's what a myth story is is a turkey vulture basically it's a liger, bro. I was like I guess I see why they called it that because literally it was huge and low to the ground, and then it was both, though. Oh, my God. Turkey vultures, myth stories. I think we've gotten to the bottom of it. Oh, my God, man. It's turtles all the way down. It's turkey vultures all the way down. And it is myth stories all the way down. Oh, my God. You brought it up. You got turtles. <laughs> I was going to ask if you knew anything about that. Because um, I just had a very simple... Um, my story on Saturday mm-hmm. had a lot of reoccurring thematic value that I've also recognized in other other stories that are admirable. Interesting. How um, so? Specifically the turtle. Mm-hmm. Fuck tons of turtles everywhere. And talking about turtles to people for the Harpeth River Conservancy. Wow. Um, where I was with my consciousness that night, I was able to see just like on the, on the thematic value like perception of things like so i guess removing myself more and more into seeing trying to see the awareness of the whole situation it's like wow this is a very captivating evening but there were turtles everywhere 
like at the table, let's buy this turtle for $20. Mm-hmm. Name tags had turtle on wow. it. Auction, silent auction items, turtle. <laughs> like everything. Food signs, sweet potato casserole, turtles on either end. Like I said, like, like everything had turtles. Wow. Interesting, right? And so the owner of the farm, I was talking to him. His family's owned this farm forever. He's hyper, one of like, I think the second wealthiest family in Tennessee. We were, we were talking, no, I'm sure there's great values into that family aside from that. The very fact we were at this, yeah. this great of an event at their property. But my manager knew him. And so we were talking. And he like mentioned, man, it's turtles all the time. <laughs> it's all about the fucking turtles. And then that was like me meeting him. Yeah. You know, and then was, there was also normal cordial stuff. I was like, oh, I noticed all these turtles. Like there's some turtle themes in music I like too. Mm-hmm. I told him like Terrapin Station. He had no idea what that was, which is fine. Very, yeah. I, it's hard to know what it is. <laughs> and it was like, um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to the silent auction and I see this uh, turtle that's outside my house now, which is mm-hmm. like this hand painted, like um, like hand done, very nice uh, turtle that has like this like Van Gogh style sunflowers on it. It's nice blue and it's, and it was like a, it, it had a lot of bids on it. And I'm looking at it and my friend Mac goes, oh, I'll buy it for you. So we just put down a bid and we ended up getting it. It was very nice. And, nice. and I'm walking to like the restroom later with this turtle because I don't know where to put it because it's raining and muddy and shitty everywhere. And I'm passing the owner of the farm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's turtle time. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'm like, that really is, it's turtle time. <laughs> Like, let's go. So I, I think in some deep way that that means go with the flow that could probably be so impossibly slow that it just goes, even if you don't know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's going. So like, yeah. go with it, go slow. And all these, I was talking to this woman on the dance floor, random dance. She goes, can't kill a turtle. <laughs> Damn near, I swear, can't kill a turtle. And we got into this, you just can't. Like, they're hard animals to kill. Yeah. Um, I've definitely uh, killed some turtles by accident. I've never eaten turtle or anything like that. It might be hard to kill it. Mm. But it's an interesting animal symbolically. And then I, of course, went to Metamodic. And it was like, so now I was like, oh, I'm meeting the most cosmic minded. I wonder what Kyle thinks of it. The win with the cosmic crown. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. I, I, haven't thought a ton it's a about lot of turtles. <laughs> you haven't thought about the the the, the I universal mean, the, theory of the turtle shell and that thing. Yeah, yeah I, have, I don't even know what it's called. If there is a formative name for it, I don't know. I don't know if it might not even have to take form. In an exact name, yeah. a headline, right? Yeah, I think you really hit it, hit the nail on the head with it's part of the, the turtle time. go with the flow. It's turtle time, baby. I mean that on turtle time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got to write that one too. That's crazy that at Tyler's house, there are animals that exist there <laughs> that don't exist where a lot of other people do. Uh, yeah, I've never in my life heard of a to- turkey vulture. There's something to be said about it. I think it's a man that's able to go and create order in the forest mm-hmm. is like just symbolically a, such a brilliant way to live life. If you're that kind of a person, like yeah, if I you think- have the freedom to do that, it's like, and that's how you're going to choose to invest it. I really admire that. So I you're think living it, where there's 
Like, Literal vulture, turkey vultures. There's ligers out there, bro. Basically. That's like the same thing. Like, what do you mean? I don't even know what a turkey vulture looks like, man. It's scary and big. And you Is don't it? think it can fly like it does. And it gets up there. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Talking about like the creatures out there. I'll end on the story, but. Until your story goes on. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, there's a long gravel road, um, and I'm driving a van down it at like 2 a.m., and then all of a sudden, there's a closed and locked gate, and I'm two miles from the house. Does it open electronically? No. It's hard locked with like a code at the bottom. Dude, that's I don't like some know. Civil War style. There's no cell service. Can't call anyone, and it's like a tiny little mountain road. I can't turn the van around. I can't back it up because I can't code? see. Don't have the code. It's never been closed before. It's good story data. <laughs> but yeah, code. it was like 90 degrees out. And then middle. my phone's about to die. There's no service. There's nothing I can do but walk two miles back. <laughs> and so <laughs> I literally just pick up the biggest rock I can like fit in my <laughs> hand. And I'm just oh, walking. <laughs> Legit panic attacks. You know, you're going through the forest. Metaphorically. I'm going metaphorically, but I also just had literally. Similar. Wow. Okay. But yeah, that was like. So you had a big rock. Which hand? Right hand. Right hand. Yeah. Of course. And I'm course hearing you because your nervous system's good. Yeah. In the I'm, grand scheme, it wants to. It wants you to live. If definitely. your nervous system wasn't cultivated by a force that wanted you to live, it would put that shit in your hand that wasn't dominant. Wow. Good thing you didn't right. have to have conscious control of everything in that moment. So you could calm the fuck down and let your body and the universe do what it should be done. And that's the thing it's is like, my heart was pounding at certain times. Your and I was like, heart I, was pounding? <laughs> my heart's <laughs> pounding just thinking about, literally that's probably the scaredest I've ever been. But it was also just like, what are you going to do? Like you keep walking. No, you go it's fucking forest. turtle time. <laughs> and you know, you just got to go. There's no other option. But to go for You just gave me a cape. <laughs> you gave me a cosmic cape. It's turtle time, I know. <laughs> I don't want it to be, but I can't change the time. It's turtle time. You know it is, too. That's the thing is that, check this out. Yeah. Check this the fuck out. Okay. Seriously, though. Seriously. You knew it was turtle time because mm-hmm. you went through the forest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you knew it was turtle time. You didn't yeah. want it to be. That's the thing about turtle time mm-hmm. is that it's on. Yeah. Even when you don't want it to be, it's, it's a deeper thing than 24 seven. It's oh, like yeah. when it's 2 AM in a place where there's new birds that you just, <laughs> <laughs> there's literal, there's the metaphorical dinosaurs. Yeah. Like there's metaphorical dinosaurs. Like mm-hmm. there are beasts you do not know of. Yeah. There's dire wolves mm-hmm. in the timbers of Fenaria. Yeah. Like really. Like there's you're in this land that you can't define. Yeah. And there's shit out there that you, has advantages that you're not aware of. And it was turtle time. And I don't even need here's the thing is I'm not gonna try to define because ever you might be thinking, well, what is it? Don't ask what it is. Don't use exactly. mouth sounds in your own story. You feel what turtle time is. Mm-hmm. Feel it. And I felt it. And you did. That's how you know that you're the man who can has a, a good way to tell the fucking story. Because you've gone through the forest. I've been through the forest. I've looked the turkey vulture in the eye. Yeah. I've looked my fears. I've faced my fears. I've looked the t- turkey vulture in the eye once. 
<laughs> It'll have one eye too. Right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. There's three of them. Oh God. Uh, that's crazy. So what happened after you went to the, you're, you're in the forest. We stopped. So I was, like, take, I was taking a guy to his car at the end of the road who was going to drive to a hotel. And then I was supposed to come right back. So after like an hour and a half, I think someone was like, where's Kyle? Like he should definitely be back. <laughs> and they're trying to call me, but there's no service. <laughs> Tyler should do perhaps a better job maybe at organizing this, the data. This wasn't him. It's like, hey, it's literally no one's no cell service. Here's the code. So someone, it was someone else's gate, like a neighbor's gate or something <laughs> that like said, I'd never seen it closed oh, and just geez. somehow got closed. I know the code now, but what is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible, dude. That's terrible. But yeah. So yeah, I just ended up walking back to the house and then got a ride on a four wheeler back to the van and then put the code in and we figured it out. But I don't even remember where I was going with that story. Were you. You went through the forest and you survived. But I went through the forest and survived, yeah. <sighs> Go through the forest, everyone. It's turtle time. <laughs> My friend Kyle crown really? over everybody. A <laughs> marvelous individual. It's an honor to call him a friend. Please indeed go check out his music. Check out his Instagram. And if you see him on the road, give him a friendly, little friendly wave. And um, and a hug because he is a, he's a hugger. So I want to share with you one more time. I think vision and goal separation is very important. Think about this. The vision often is simple. As Jerry Garcia said, I play. I live a life of simplicity. As much as experience that I have, it's not much outside of playing. I don't do much else. I think that's very interesting because he did so much with what he was saying was so little. So take care of the work and the work will take care of you. Know your vision. And therefore, your goals will come from that vision. Thank you to our friends over at Topo Chico. Keeping us hydrated on the Lost Highway. And thank you to our friends over at Osiris Media for hosting the Lost Highway podcast. Because this road needs a place to go. And also, betterhelp.com slash lost highway. In the case that you guys are seeking some online counseling, therapy, someone to talk to is a professional that knows how to analyze the archetypes in which that you are made of and the cycles in which you participate with life, both consciously, subconsciously, ooh, and even scarier, unconsciously. Um, stressed job problems, relationship problems, life problems of any kind, betterhelp.com slash lost highway for 10% off. Check out the new album, Cosmic Country and Western Songs. Come see us on tour. We are touring through March, y'all. Thank you guys so much. Stay patient, persistent, positive. Keep it cosmic. I'll see y'all next time. Osiris.